because we do so much that we, I think, almost take for granted or don't realize the amount of things that we do. So if we can delegate as much as possible, that's great too. Hey ladies, you're listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast, where I interview some of the most amazing women from those sharing knowledge related to labor, breastfeeding, and postpartum issues to everyday moms sharing stories of struggle, triumph, and the unexpected. These women are sure to give you honest conversations to help accomplish one key issue, getting rid of mom shaming. So if you want a judgment-free, open conversation, buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. This is Mom Talks with Krista. All right, everyone. I have Kalita here today and I'm so excited because we're going to talk all about the fourth trimester. And I know it's a really important topic that a lot of times goes overlooked. So just to get started, if you could just tell us a little bit about you and we'll kind of go from there. All right. Thank you, Krista. Um, I am a registered nurse. And I've been in the healthcare field for about 11 years. I have my bachelor's in nursing. I'm a certified breastfeeding specialist and a childbirth educator. And I've had my own business for a few years now. And years ago, I lived and worked overseas. And I saw how the healthcare system there was a lot different compared to, you know, where we're at here in the States. And I recognize the needs and differences And when I was working there, I just really started to have this passion for that and wanting that to be here. And when I had my daughter, she's four years old. And, you know, being on the other end of the stethoscope, I realized it was a high five, drive home safely, call if you need us kind of like mentality. And I just never realized how much help like we really need as moms in that like transition of that fourth trimester. Mm-hmm. And it just made me and inspired me to start my own business of nursequ.com and to help women. And so that hopefully less women would feel kind of the way I felt and just have more support. That's awesome. And that's something that I actually hear a lot about the kind of like the, I shouldn't say lack of support, but there's kind of like a like, uh, okay, you had your baby, like, I thought, I yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for those that aren't familiar with the term, what is the fourth trimester and how can, and how can moms prepare for it? So the fourth trimester, you know, it's really interesting because a lot of people haven't really heard that term or it's, it is starting to become more known now, but even when I was working, there was a healthcare provider. He was like, the fourth trimester, like he knew I had my business and he was like, what? (laughs) But you know, it is that 12 week period right after having a baby. And it's a time where a lot of physical and emotional changes are happening. Your baby is adjusting to the world and being outside the womb. And you're also adjusting and as in, you know, a new mom in the life that you now have a new chapter of life and, um, preparing, to have your baby, you know, you want to discuss your wishes and your wants with your partner before, you know, or your support person. And you want, I think it's so important to like create a visitor policy, like let people know ahead of time, like what you're wanting and what you're thinking you're wanting, because then your support person or partner can be like, Hey, like you guys are on the same page. Teamwork makes the dream work. Right. And have a support system is so important. I, I think mom friends are really important, you know, going on 
Facebook groups of finding local mom friends. Um, so you can also ask other moms like, okay, what's your five month old baby doing? Or, okay, good. That like, oh, my baby's doing that too. It just gives you that sense of like peace meal prepping so that you can like pull out healthy, you know, meals that have been frozen already that you prepped creating a postpartum plan. I help a lot of moms with that too. Cause they're like, where do I even like start? But you know, that's some examples. And I really am a firm believer on have a postpartum mental health plan, know what the signs and symptoms are Mm. so that you can, you can know, and then you can also educate like your partner or support people so that they're kind of like knowing what's going on because like 70 to 80% of women have baby blues. Do you want to know what's normal and not normal? And I think just like setting realistic expectations, knowing that you can't do it all and that's okay. There's strength in that, like knowing that you can't do it all and just having realistic goals. This podcast is sponsored by Mommy Knows Best. Mommy Knows Best empowers all moms with the tools and resources necessary to give your newborn the best start in life. With an assortment of lactation supplements that contain all natural herbal remedies traditionally and effectively used for generations to treat low milk supply. Whether you're a new mom or a pro, Mommy Knows Best gives you plenty of options, all of which are created with the health and safety of both baby and mom in mind. You said a postpartum plan because, you know, we hear all about birth plans and having, you know, this whole plan for how you want your birth to go, but you don't really hear about a postpartum plan. So that's really cool that you help moms do that. So what does that kind of entail? Just even like little things that sometimes you don't even know what to fully expect or what you should need when you are about to become a mom. So like some things you do because you're Googling a bunch of things, you're taking classes and you're learning as much information as you can. But sometimes nice to just have like an organized like checklist almost of being like, okay, if I'm going to breastfeed, maybe I should make a breastfeeding basket um, to set by my bed. You know, I should have snacks and water bottles. I should, you know, make sure I'm calling daycares before um, while I'm pregnant. Cause sometimes there's a big wait list for that. You, you know, it's, it's kind of tailoring it to what your what you want to do. Um, obviously if you're a stay at home mom, you, you won't need that portion, but you still might want childcare, um, mm-hmm. for part-time or, you know, finding a nanny, like, or a helper or a cleaning lady. Like there's just a ton of different things. Cause we do so much that we, I think almost take for granted or don't realize the amount of things that we do. So if we can delegate as much as possible, that's great too. Just during that time when you're healing, your body's healing. So it's just little things like that. I'm a, I'm a planner myself. So I love hearing about plans. Cause I think, I think if we plan more then I think it's kind of just being more proactive too. And it's just kind of being like ahead of the kind of just ahead of the page, I guess a little bit. Definitely. So what are some of the biggest challenges that moms tend to face during the fourth trimester? That's a great question. I think some challenges that they have is, you know, just adjusting to everything. You know, you don't realize the shock that your body has in the emotions, you know, the emotional just changes that happen. You, your hormones, you know, are dropping dramatically after having a baby. And like I said, you know, that 70 to 80% of women have baby blues. So your hormones are dropping from that estrogen and progesterone and the lack of sleep. Like, I don't know about anybody else, but like for me, lack of sleep is even with that, like even with my daughter four years old, like I need sleep (laughs) to be able to function and like be okay 
overall mentally. Like it definitely puts a toll on you when you have lack of sleep. Um, you know, just needs and handling the physical changes of, of your body. Like some people say, oh, you're fine. You know, like maybe a grandma's like, oh, you're fine. Like you're all baby, all belly, but that's not true. Like there's so much changes that happen with our bodies and we have to be kind to ourselves and know that it's going to take time to get back to like where you kind of were, you know, like it takes time. So what are some things that moms can do to make um, mothering a newborn a little bit easier? You know, know that things won't go exactly according to plan every day. I'm a planner, that type A planner. And for me, and a lot of moms who are planners, you know, I think knowing that you're not going to have a routine right away, but you can set some things as a routine. Like maybe your morning routine with your baby is the same and your evening routine is the same. And that putting those into gear, especially that evening routine is going to like continue on as your baby grows. And it's going to be really beneficial. Also baby wearing. I, I tell moms it's life-saving. Your hands are free. You're able to snuggle your baby. You know, you always want them to be in that kissable reach. You don't want them to be too low. Like you want them to be kissable on their heads. And you know, it, makes you feel okay like I'm snuggling my baby they're relaxed they're having fun and I'm able to like wipe down the counter I'm able to like get myself a cup of water and like still snuggle you and or I'm gonna we're gonna go for a walk like that's a huge thing and I think just get as much rest as you can and sometimes that's really hard for moms if you're you're a first-time mom or you have multiples in the home but getting as much rest as you can and, and using your support system and your partner um, to make sure you get rest. And I think trying to practice mindfulness, like we have such mom guilt. So being kind to ourselves and also talking about those things that like we feel upset about, or we feel like mom guilt about, so we can like make a plan with our support person or partner to like help us. And one big thing is definitely getting breastfeeding help early on. Like I've noticed a lot of clients I've helped that they have been struggling for a while and then they reach out for help because they were trying really hard to figure it out. But if they would have just called or reached for help sooner, it might've been a lot easier for them. Thanks for listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast. For more information about this show, past shows, or to check out our YouTube channel, please see our show notes. If you loved the show, please share it with your mom tribe. The bigger, the better. Thanks for listening and have a great day.